Episode 13, Good Life Housing Partners, David Fong and Rohan Gupta here, recording after another eventful week in Dallas-Fort Worth and in Los Angeles as we continue our grind back into deal-making and uh, watching the economic, economy reshape itself post-COVID or through COVID or wherever we are with COVID. But uh, we have a, it seems like we have a new president. It seems like he, as of today, November 12th, we have a new vaccine or multiple vaccines. And it's just been a, a general week of, uh, depending on where you stand, but for at least 50% of the population, pretty positive. David, what are your thoughts? Yeah, just definitely a little anticlimactic, but we sort of have a president-elect, although we may not have a president who's conceding it. And so, uh, but I think that sort of black, big question mark, black box, whatever you want to call it, you know, fear that people had, you know, world didn't end, election came, election night came and went. and No rioting. No, no rioting. And, you know, you still have a few days later and, and some votes being counted. But now it looks pretty, pretty certain, I guess, from what I hear from the math, too, that uh, Joe Biden's the new president-elect. Um, there'll still be a, uh, some skirmishes, I'm sure, from the Republican side and, and, and uh, President Trump trying to resist. Uh, but I do, um, or at least I'm hopeful that that'll be eventually resolved. And I think that's the general view of most people. The market, interestingly enough... Uh, leading up to the day, day, day immediately before the election day, and then the days after the election, we're all significantly up. And again, I think that I don't know if it's necessarily a reflection that everyone's happy that Joe Biden won. It's or really more of a reflection of that we have some closure of one of the you know mysteries that that, <laughs> that were out there about what would happen, who's going to win, and that, you know now it's you know like you said, no rioting. It's it's not that bad. Something has happened, and and, and a winner has been chosen. Um, and so I think the markets responded, you know, accordingly. I think that, you know, I think markets are fearful of uncertainty. And I think there's more confidence or hope again. You know, yeah. Similar to what we always said about vaccines, which now seems like there's some positive news that Pfizer may have one um, that's 90 percent effective, um, you know, which is which is exciting news, of course, um, is on the flip side, as everyone knows, the you know, cases are growing tremendously in the U.S. Yeah. Cases are growing. I mean. I guess from my standpoint, the cases are growing, but whereas, and this is totally anecdotal, but whereas like three months ago, four months ago, like I know at least kind of now like 50, 100 people, somewhere in that number they've gotten it. And I know them on some personal level. And whereas back in June or May, the folks that had gotten it, it was not a very pleasant thing. These were not problems you wanted to have. But now like, the people I know that are getting it tend to have it, tend to kind of be down maybe for a couple of days. In some cases, nothing happens, and you wonder if they got a false positive, and then they just kind of move on. So, I don't know, I keep on trying to understand it. Like, the cases are definitely going up, but the testing's a lot better. There's a lot more testing. I get it. There's more positivity. But, I don't know, the people, I, I, even, I guess I was telling someone in our office, I was like, I haven't heard one of those cases where somebody like got it like really terribly in like a good few months, where they were like down and out. They went to the hospital or something. Anecdotal, I just haven't heard that yet. David, have you? No, I no, I haven't. I mean, I know a number of people have gotten it, Um, especially uh, being from New York. I I knew some uh, friends who have gotten it, but it hasn't been 
uh, you know, like you said, they felt pretty bad for a few days and might have been a bad case of the flu, but haven't, you know, knock on wood, haven't had anyone I know be hospitalized or, 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 or pass away. Um, it's interesting. It's, you know, you know, this past week, uh, Ro and I both went to Dallas on a business trip and it's definitely, a, I call it a tale of two worlds. Tale of two cities, from, man. Two cities when you come from uh, California and in a pretty, pretty serious lockdown still. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in Dallas where you're allowed to eat in restaurants and, you know, the, my, my first uh, revelation of the differences was when I even just checked into my hotel and, you know, I checked into the Westin Hotel and, you know, just, just walking right into the lobby, there were, you know, 10 guys drinking beer with no masks sitting there in the, in the lobby, hotel lobby, you know, and then I look to the left and I see the hotel clerks all masked up, with, you know, with the little plexiglass shielding them and everything. And, and, you know, and I'm walking in with my mask coming from California and thinking, what's going on here? Um... But it's definitely, you know, there's definitely, you know, as, as in the news, Texas is, I think, technically leads the most, the nation, the state, the, the entire nation in the most uh, positive cases, I think, yeah. a million. And, uh, just past California. Just past California, just slightly past, which is interesting yeah. when you compare the populations. And, you know, just, you know, one, and in fact, even one of our meetings, you know, we were heading to a meeting and one of the people that Rowan kind of describes a young, healthy, 20-something-year-old broker that we were supposed to meet on a deal that one of the deals we're buying. Um, you know, as we were on our way to meeting him, he, he was responding to me about some questions I had. And, and he indicated, by the way, unfortunately, I won't be able to meet you today. I, you know, just, you know, had, had a little bit of a cold and sniffles this morning and I tested and I came back positive. I have coronavirus and, and you know, you'll have to meet my other business partner there, but you'll be fine. And you know, I was very nonchalant okay. about it. Well, he sounded fine. I mean, I, I talked to him. I'll say, are you okay? He said, yeah, I'm good, man. I'm just sitting here. I'm in the quarantine for a few yeah. days. And I don't know. It's, it's, it's weird times because there's such a, a you know, a, dis, a distinct difference in, in these cities and how they're operating now that we've been to a number of them. And, like, um, and I don't know when that's going to change. I think there's been a, like, real behavioral shift in the world like, yeah. where there's certain people that are like, I'm going to live my life. I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to... You know, I, I mean, I think wear a mask. I'm going to do some things. And then there's people that are like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's interesting. And I also think it, it depends also on where, where, you, where you're from. You know, I, I just doubled up on masks just because I was on the plane being a little, a little uh, cautious. And it's interesting. I was talking to a, a relative of mine from New York City, you know, where, where they were hit hard in the early beginning of, of the covid and he was telling me how he wears two masks and, and a face shield and gloves to just go to a grocery store. And I was like, oh, you know, I only do this double up just because I'm on a plane. Yeah. But he does it just to go to go. Gro- and I go, I, you know, I go to a grocery store a lot here in California, and I definitely don't uh, uh, protect myself that much. Um, it was also refreshing, though, to, to in, in our Dallas trip, we went to some restaurants to eat in restaurants and, and to be able to take that mask off and have some semblance of, of normal life again uh, pre-COVID. So that was very refreshing. I think overall, I mean, you know, it definitely was a tale of two cities and there was stark contrast of, of, of you know, how people are going about life in, in both these cities. I, I will say that, like, there was a general sense of positivity in Dallas because I think people while their you know cases are going up they weren't you know that fear that was there maybe three four months ago seems to have dissipated in Dallas whereas here you know I think there's still a lot of concern as to where things are going and, and maybe that's the right way of thinking about it but I will tell you from an economic standpoint and you look at all the metrics and what people are which economies are growing and which aren't it is also pretty stark and 
you know, which Dallas is going one way, which is mostly up, and California is sort of just stuck. Yeah, no, I, I agree. It's definitely how people approach it. I mean, that, that Dallas airport is, from what I understand currently, is the busiest airport in the United States right now. And, you know, one of my meetings, it was interesting when I went to meet with some architects. You know, they, they, I remember they asked me at the front desk whether I minded if they, you know, they wore masks or not. And I didn't realize it was my decision to make for them. And so it just kind of shows their, their attitude and their little less of the less concerning and cautious approach that they're taking. And, and it's kind of reflective, like you said, Rohan, of, of you know, tr- economy moving still. And, and, you know, at least from the deal side, you know, that's why we were there. We went to look at a couple of deals that we have on the contract and, 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 and another project that we were buying. And, and, you know, we flew in some equity partners from the, from the, from the Boston East Coast area who, who, you know, it's funny because they were a little cautious too in the beginning, but toward, towards, the, towards the end of their trip and us going to bars and restaurants, those masks came off pretty yeah. quick. Yeah. So it's interesting how they got over their initial uh, concerns. I think it's just kind of really the environment that you're in. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think, you know, obviously we're doing a number of projects in, in Dallas where we're, and, you know, I think the pace of business, while the pace of life is probably, you know, definitely a little bit slower than Los Angeles, the pace of business is pretty strong there. And, you know, we got in just, you know, probably a 48-hour trip, a number of things done and moving forward and, you know, actual real commerce happening where, you know, um, we definitely, you know, within our office have that happening, but in terms of creating new business in Los Angeles or California or even, you know, to be honest, in parts of Nevada, it's not that fast right now. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's I'm definitely, definitely noticing pace. that more and more. And, I, you know, maybe that's a short-term thing and, and it goes away and everything is just back to normal in a year or something like that. But some of these things seem like they're going to stay for a while. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I don't know where that, how that ends up moving or, or maybe slowing down some places. Yeah, I think the temple will increase. I mean, the, the other anecdotal thing about Dallas I remembered was we, we visited a office park and uh the tenants you know small tenants small mom and pop type businesses you know insurance company uh, uh you know t-shirt company etc and i and i was i toured the buildings and i and i you know just talking right now made me think about it actually none of those tenants actually had any masks on i remember and then some of them you know they were had some kind of uh financial services business they were actually like 20 30 people in the in the in the the, the, the little suite that they had and as I walked through their office to tour the premises, and now looking back, I realize actually none of them had masks. <laughs> I think about it, and yeah. so you know we were the only ones who had masks originally when we walked in, and uh, you know. So, so maybe that time. could be something where they're just all working together every day. I mean, we're sitting here. I see you guys every day. We don't have our masks on. True, true. I mean, part of our office but, but does they have the masks But they didn't have on. signs even that said you have to wear a mask to enter or anything like that. So oh. that's so that's that's the other thing. So. But but again, I think Temple, you know, you know, will cont- especially now that there's some, you know, while, while it's, it's not proven, there, you know, but Pfizer has this potential for this vaccine, and, and there's the other Eli Lilly has that, um, an- yeah, antibody treatment that'll increase your antibodies that can defeat the COVID. It's got that name I forgot that no one can pronounce. <laughs> um, and so. Uh, you know, you know that, and you know, and even Dr. Fauci is saying he thinks if some kind of vaccine will be available to, to to most people in April, I think that's those are positive signs. I think I think 
I think that doesn't mean tomorrow everything's back to normal pre-COVID, but I do think we are heading down that path yeah. again of continuing thawing, as we've talked about on other podcasts, there's returning to, to normal transaction tempo. Yeah, I, I think that that's right. I think, you know, from our projects now on, on the apartment side, we are definitely taking a longer look at, you know, um, starting value add programs back up, starting renovations back up, starting construction back up, which is something I, I would not have guessed. I would have thought probably in April that we'd be there by November, but I wouldn't have guessed that in June. Yeah. By June, after riots and lockdowns and re-lockdowns and things like that, I thought that we were in, a, in, in definitely a, a more of a, of a sort of standstill and we would be for a while. So, I mean, you know, 120 yeah. days. Pleasantly surprised. Yeah. So that's good. Pleasantly surprised around sport. Well, why don't we get to a numbers round? Uh, David, what, what's your number this week? Uh, my number is five. And so, and five is basically uh, interesting statistics. And we've touched on this before, um, a trend that we've discussed, which is basically how people are moving away from the major gateway markets and cities such as New York, Chicago, Washington DC, San Francisco, LA, and Boston to the to the outer suburbs and also to Midwestern type type cities. Um, so in the last six months, there has been the outward migration from those major gateway cities. Hmm. Uh, basically, you've had, is none my number's five, you have five years of outward migration has just occurred over the last six months. Wow. And obviously some of that is, is COVID and people fleeing the denser cities where, like New York City, where there was so much uh, COVID infection and death. Wow. Uh, but it's an interesting statement about where, where renters and people are moving to. And, and it also, I think, the affordability of all, all those gateway cities has always made it difficult for people to live. And I think with sort of the job situation now in the economy, it has even encouraged yeah. more people to move out to the suburbs. Yeah, work to more affordable cities. Yeah. Have a smaller, more simple lifestyle, especially if you're in a locked-up environment or a locked-down state, because it makes it much easier and actually, um, it actually becomes somewhat more appealing. Yeah. So my number kind of to, I guess, uh, a more micro number based sort of off yours is we took a look and we've been hearing this is that like the difference in U-Haul rates in different um, between different cities. And so we basically looked at what would a U-Haul cost to go from Los Angeles to Dallas and then what would a U-Haul cost to go from Dallas to LA. And so my number is 2,843 and that is how much it costs to go from LA to Dallas. And then if you want to take that U-Haul from Dallas to Los Angeles, the inward migration it's only 1175 wow. so that's a 2.4 times difference so it is much cheaper to leave dallas but it is much more expensive to live, live in los angeles yeah. which which reflects again people just moving moving to get you know, out of smaller there. secondary or you know uh, second you know, i guess non-coastal cities yeah. for you know more quaint probably lower cost of living and work from home so I think we'll continue to see this trend, and um, as we're focusing more of our investment in suburban apartments and um, I'd say B and suburban style industrial parks, I mean, I think we're we're looking more and more at those types of places. So uh, that's all for this week, folks. We look forward to joining you back before Thanksgiving. Feel free to give us an email at pod at goodlifehp.com or reach us on LinkedIn or Instagram or any of the other sources that we're on, and we look forward to talking to you next week. Thank you, everyone. Thanks, everyone. Be safe.